0: To a special episode of Friends and Film, a podcast discussing the latest movie news and theatrical releases. On this episode, we're going to preview Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes at Friends and Film. As always, I'm your host Cooper Hood. Once again, joined by my lovely co-host Josh Straley.
1: And I am hooked on a feeling, my friend. Yeah. Because I have a feeling that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two—that's right—is going to be something special. That's good. Yeah. And I'm so stoked to preview it.
0: Yeah? Okay. Well, uh, as we move into this preview, why are you so excited about this?
1: Um, Because, well, James Gunn scored Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, perfectly. And not only did he make a great movie, he had a great set list to it. Are you
0: saying that's a perfect five-ticket stub? Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: And I, I just did my rewatch, and th- everything about it is just, jammy and fun it never settles down too long and it's just always moving and he does a great job putting together a cast of characters that are hilarious in their own right Mm -hmm. so crazy that you're like what what i want to know about this dude like why are you here like thrax still uh on my rewatches gets me to laugh every line he delivers Mm -hmm. so um i'm excited though because once I finished my first watch of Guardians The song The track list, the score Stuck with me yep. And anytime I would start playing those songs The movie would just run yep, over in And over in my head again Along with the songs mm-hmm. Like anytime I hear Pina Coladas I see Star Lord just floating right through space You yep. know, going back for his uh, He goes back for the headphones, right? In the tape yeah. recorder? Yeah yep. So I'm expecting this to be the same thing You know um, what about you?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh echo all those same feelings about Awesome Mix Volume One and I think Awesome Mix Volume Two is going to be uh hopefully just as great. I know you know the songs that are on that set list. I do not. Uh just not I mean just not because I think it's gonna spoil the movie or anything, but uh I didn't really know any of the songs are gonna be on volume one mm-hmm. and I went in and I was like, I love all these songs. Yeah. And so I don't want to go into the expectation of saying, Oh, okay, well, this song happens, it's in the middle of the set list. So this is going to happen at the big, climactic moment of the movie, and then it actually happens in the first act or something. I don't want to have any you know, previous notion of, okay, well, I like this song. I hope this song goes here. I hope this song fits here. I just want to go in and see where James Gunn fits all these songs and everything, but even outside of the songs, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, is a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of my favorite Marvel movies. I wouldn't give it the perfect five ticket stub, uh, just because I'm a big fan of Lee Pace and I liked what they did with Ronin. Yeah. But the way his he is you know his arc ends in the third act, I was like, oh the dance that's off. so I the dance off was hilarious, but I didn't like that they just like killed him off so okay. quickly. Even though it's a great moment with all the guardians standing there it was absorbing the power stone, I was like, you know, I would have loved to see him come back for more. So we'll have to see. I hope that the villain is uh, a little better. If it is, then I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two can be. If it, if it matches everything else, it can be that five ticket stub movie. Um, but if not, I mean, I'm not. I don't not that, If this movie's not five ticket stubs or whatever, I'm not gonna be like, oh man, I'm so disappointed in right. the movie um, because. It's it's difficult to make a sequel better than the first movie, uh, in a lot of cases, especially if that first movie's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you make a movie like X Men Origins, you know, making the <laughs> Wolverines a lot easier because people are expecting. Well, as, as long as it's not as bad as Origins, yeah, we're pretty good, <laughs> and you know, you get you get you get that. Uh, but when you make a movie that's like Guardians or you like Iron Man, sure, or Avengers or whatever, like yeah. That second movie has a lot of expectations to live up to, and that has it's the same thing with this it's my most anticipated movie of the year, so I have all those expectations, but my expectations aren't expecting it to be uh the best movie of all time or okay. the best m c u movie I'm just expecting. A really really fun time with great jokes, great action, great characters, uh, and a lot of great songs.
1: Awesome. All right. What would you give the the, the old one though? Four? four, four and a half. Okay, fair so enough. It, it, so
0: awesome. it's it's not a, it's not a huge you no know, criticism. If anything, like, it's it's almost there. Yeah. No, I hear But you. it's just like like there's a lot of movies that are like that where it's it's a nine because something happens in that third act where everything's going along smoothly, mm-hmm. but then there's just that one thing like Matrix. Yeah. The kiss. I'm like come on right. that's so stupid <laughs> that like i just watched jurassic park and this might be like contradictory or, like maybe this is the not. t-rex no
1: oh
0: the i'm a computer hacker i can f- save the day i'm like what?
1: come on no she's a kid of the 80s uh, kids in the 80s it, love computer this rolls
0: oh, my eyes okay. so i'm like come on if so you're telling me if any other kid was there they're all dead <laughs>
1: Ooh, yeah. Well, you have to suspend. Listen, you suspended your imagination to dinosaurs. <laughs> you can't suspend your imagination just a little bit more.
0: It's 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 not the suspension displeased. It's almost just like the coincidence of it all. Of, well,
1: they reset everything. Like Sam Jackson had right. to do. Remember, hold on to your butts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But then it's just like, oh, but I know how to work computers. Nobody else does because I'm.
1: It took nine her years like old. ten minutes. If that. No, said it, it didn't. Thirty less seconds. less than a minute.
0: <laughs> okay. So I'm just like you know just little things like that. It can uh, it can hurt the movie, uh, especially if it's something that is going along super smoothly. I don't know if Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is going to have that same mm-hmm. super smooth ride. Uh, it's gotten it's got positive reviews so far, but it's not as positive as it was for the first one, where it still may have like a 90 on Rotten Tomatoes or something. But that average score is uh, six and a half instead of a 8.5 or something like. Okay. There's yeah. there's a varying degree of enjoyment for this sequel. So, uh, I mean, it takes place two months after the first one. So in terms of the you know, off-screen progression of these characters, it's not going to be super huge, but it's still going to be something that there's going to be a little gap. Um, so I'm interested to see how they fill all that stuff in.
1: Yeah. I mean, I want to know how Thrax learned how to use euphemisms and metaphors. Thrax? Like and- Thrax, thank yes. you. I think I called him Thrax twice. But yeah, the first trailer, he's using like metaphors and similes and things mm-hmm. like that talking to Star-Lord. So uh, hopefully the progression, there's some kind of yeah, indication I mean, of more progression on his part. I just yeah. think he's awesome.
0: So uh, we've done our overall expectations for the movie. Uh, what do you expect from this story? How do you expect it to play out? Um, do you expect it to be like super? Like, I mean, obviously, the story is important, but yeah, you know how important What are your overall expectations on the plot?
1: Well, it's we've gotten hints and so forth that it's going to be focused around Star Lord and his and his dad. Mm-hmm. So, I'm curious to how he gets out that way because he didn't seem like he was super interested in going looking for him at the end of the first one. So. Um, when I think about the movie, what's going to be the deciding factor that says, "Hey, you're going to go look for your dad," or is he he going to stumble across him? Yeah, so, I think
0: I think it's ego. seeking Star Lord out. Oh, okay,
1: yeah, because I mean we know Yondu has some idea of who his dad mm-hmm. is. So I was wondering, you know, what gets Yondu to want to pair up with pre- uh, Star Lord, and why are they both showing up at? ego's base or his ego showing up to them like mm-hmm. yeah so that's what i'm curious about what's the i don't want to say mcguffin but what's the what's the big pivot point mm-hmm. that sets the adventure into motion because i mean obviously i can't wait to see what is up to and um the other hordes of characters that they got waiting in the wings but that's where I, i'm really curious about um just what does this movie hinge on yeah what's at stake uh, and Gunn's been really good at not showing his hand at almost any of it, mm-hmm. other than you know like the bomb, of Baby Groot. So. Right. Uh, but where do, where do you where do you think it's going? What do you think we've got to see here? Because you are, I think you're much more invested <laughs> in Guardians than me. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that's safe to say. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, I think uh just like some of the points you brought up. Um, the kind of MacGuffin, or like I don't know how they meet Ego. I think. It is Kurt Russell seeking out Star Lord instead of the opposite way around. Uh, where maybe he's almost a saving grace to them because we know that from that opening battle against the Obelisk, big octopus-looking thing, yeah. um, that Rocket then like they're there to protect these like super batteries, and they do so. But Rocket's like, you know, these things are worth a lot of money. <laughs> I'm gonna pocket a few of them, and he does so, and then. Uh, the Sovereign come after them, and that's how they get into trouble with them. And then the Ravagers get into play because they're still hunting them down. Um, and I th- think what happens ultimately is, you know, the Ravagers cross paths with the Guardians shortly after that conflict with the Sovereign happens. And Yondu's like, "Well, you know, we should like let them off the hook a little bit because you know they didn't do everything wrong or something." And then that's when the Ravagers basically overthrow Yandu as their leader. And like you are, you're too soft on them. We have to put these guys away. And okay. like, they're our biggest competition. They keep, you know, stopping us from like having our goals met and everything. So we're going to lock you up. That's when I think they get like rocket and Groot and captured. And then, uh, we get that part where like Groot's running down and he's like yelling angry at that yeah. one guy who's running away, terrified. And then Yandu like killing all those guys falling down slow-mo. um, all that's happening. And then the rest of the guardians are off with ego on their own, like almost separate adventure where that's where ego and star Lord are figuring out what it's like to be a father and son together. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the movie starts with like the guardians being super cocky. I mean, I think that's already known that like they're pretty full of themselves because they've said they've saved the galaxy. Uh, like the tagline, one of the taglines of the movie is you can only save the galaxy twice once. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, and, but I think after they meet Ego and all that stuff happens, then the Sovereign are still after them, the Ravagers are still after them, and then the rest, the other Guardians, go to save Rocket and Groot, and in doing so, they're like, wait, Yondu, you're locked up. Come yeah. be with us. He does that. They're all they're all team now. Oh, man. Um, But I think that's pretty much all we've seen from the trailers. That's what I can gather from the trailers and the rest of what I think is happening is just pure speculation on my end. Um, piecing together bits and pieces of other information, sure. And I still think it's legitimately possible that ego turns out to be the big bad here.
1: I, I think so too, though, because I mean, you if you're introducing the dad, like they get along and that's the happy ending, right? It's almost too easy, yeah.
0: Because you can't, you, yeah, you can't introduce that dad that's been away for your entire life, at also meeting your basically other dad, yeah. <laughs> in Yandu. All of them are not going to get along. Be like, okay, we're all happy family. Mm-hmm. Let's all live on ego. Right. <laughs> Let's live on my dad. Basically, like that's not that's not how it's going to be. And I think it's much more interesting if this movie is about family and the family dynamics and what it means to be a family. That you know, after all this time, Peter's been searching for his father, whether he knows it or not, almost. And after all of this, he comes to realize he meets uh, his his father, and almost like what we talked about with the Last Jedi trailer, where. You know, Ray says sometimes when you meet your idols, it's not always what you think it's going to be. Sure, it's going to be a very similar thing, I think, where they meet each other and it's kind of all oh you you hit it off to start because you all you you want right. you yeah. want that relationship to work out, but then as it progresses, ego is somebody who's been you know he's been away and like outside uh, out of sight in the universe for a long time, and ultimately it comes down to. You know, maybe he tries to betray them, and I think he betrays them in some way. Where, you know, he learns that there's a big bounty on the head of Yondu or something, mm-hmm. or just the Guardians in general, and he goes, he he like he alerts the Ravagers of the Sovereign in some backdoor way that hey, you know, um, these guys are living right here. You can yeah. uh, come pick them up whenever you want, and that's when all hell breaks loose oh. basically, and then you get that emotional distraught of Peter <laughs> going. Like you sold us out. You sold us out. You yeah. tried, to, especially if it's for Yandu. Like if the, if he specifically does this to spite Yandu, then like I don't think Peter's gonna have any any of that. Yeah. And then it 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 totally flips that family dynamic where family is not always biological. Mm-hmm. It's almost a lot more of the a lot more of the times. It's who's got you know, your back. Yeah and you know the guardians have been a family even though no, they're not biological family and then if they're kind of expanding that idea to distance themselves farther and farther away from the idea of family's only biological mm-hmm. uh, i think this would be a great way to go and then yeah. after that turn happens there's some big gigantic fight that happens in the third act and well, uh
1: hopefully he doesn't like sell them out for money maybe it's like a disagreement of principle is
0: that yeah, yeah I like that better I don't, yeah. better I don't see Ego being somebody who is like I need more money I right. see more of like you guys like you know Yadu's <laughs> a bad influence on you or something yes. and you know I think I can teach you to be a better hero or mm-hmm. whatever or yeah
1: not maybe, down with the style or
0: maybe he's just trying to get in on whatever the guard like the guardians are a, the biggest name in the galaxy um, you know basically to quote Zoolander uh, the guardians are so hot right now uh, you know I, th- I think that that's, sure. that's a very real possibility yeah. and something I would love to see play out. Um, there hasn't really been any hints of that in the mm-hmm. marketing or anything outside of, uh, we talked about Matthew McConaughey possibly being Adam Warlock mm-hmm. in our dreams. Um, and he was initially approached for the Kurt Russell role. And at the time it was reported, it was saying that he was, or after he passed, the report was that he passed on the villain role hmm. and, I feel like it, they're being so heavy-handed. with I mean, you can only be so angry about stealing batteries. And if the Guardians are going right. through all this trouble, I feel like at a certain point they'll just uh, they'll give them back instead of going through all this
1: trouble. Yeah. So, okay. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Russell's part, even though they did give it away, or give it away, they told us, um, it remains like the biggest mystery to me. Uh, as alongside of, you know, what the Sidewinder is to get them out there.
0: Yeah. So, uh, that's, those are my expectations on the plot. Those are yours. Uh, moving on to the characters. We have Star Lord, played by Chris Pratt once again. What do you, what do you expect to to get out of Star Lord this time around?
1: Well, the opening trailer, the first time around, we got a good look at him still wondering how he can get out of the friend zone with, uh, Gamora. Mm-hmm. So that's obviously going to be something But then definitely put on hold Because holy crap his dad's back so, yeah. And then he has to deal with the fact His dad is a planet So that's going to make for <laughs> Some good conversations Especially uh, about how he was conceived I think. Yes uh, But Chris Pratt is a lovely actor And he's always brought fun to the roles That you know Require him to be fun. Mm -hmm. And I'm really looking forward to seeing his take on the star Lord's next step.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's just kind of his next step in evolution of being a leader, um, meeting his dad's obviously going to throw a wrench into that situation and just seeing how else they go about this. Um, I think that's going to be great to see him. Hopefully he can kind of expand to be not just a comedy guy, but also show his dramatic chops as well. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to Gamora, the other half of that you know that relationship there played by Zoe Saldana what do you expect from her
1: well uh you know she was always in the first one she didn't really have a lot going on other than all right, I'm finally out from underneath like an oppressive not oppressive but you know being told what to do my way is like she's finally trying to like make her own way Mm -hmm. so it'll be interesting to see how she's progressing with that in this next movie especially you know dealing with Star-Lord but also you know what are her aspirations and so forth and it's going to be interesting to see how she interacts with another character we have coming back um, Nebula Mm -hmm. because that's obviously an important sister bond so Mm -hmm. that'll be interesting
0: yeah I mean we know that Nebula is basically the reason why they do the job for the Sovereign is to get her back set her to the Nova Corps Uh, that obviously doesn't happen but uh, yeah I I mean I love Zoe Saldana as Gamora uh, she's the half of that star lord Gamora relationship. And I think it's going to blossom a little bit more here. But hopefully she will also uh, get more meat to her role this time around. I feel like she will with playing more of that sister dynamic up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, as long as she can have some jokes, do a lot of cool action stuff, I'll be pretty looks satisfied. Like she's got
1: some epic scenes already going for her. So especially run that wall run just looks epic. The wall run. Oh, and it looks like it's the opening scene. She's doing something epic, like like a backflip off of a wall with the bl- sword in her hand.
0: I I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Okay, it's during the obelisk fight. Is it squid. when she's
0: walking up, like she's running up the yes. obelisk leg? Okay, yes, that's okay. what it is. Not gotcha. a wall. It's a pink, pink <laughs> Yeah, it's a big pink tentacle. Okay. Um, but yeah, we also have Drax once again played by Dave Batista. Uh, I expect him to just have a lot of jokes. I like a lot, a lot, a lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I mean, he has dragged the Destroyer, so hopefully he gets a lot of opportunities to destroy some things.
1: Yeah, it looks like he's very emotionally frustrated with every situation that they're finding themselves in. He's like two-blading, tearing apart something and like mm-hmm. four or five clips of the trailer. Doesn't seem to be happy with the ship in certain parts. And uh, it looks like he's going to be a thorn in... Star Lord's side, a lot of the time, too, especially you know, when um, it comes to him, you know, working through his emotions with uh, Gamora. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely so excited to have Drax back.
0: Yeah, then uh, we also have the shortest member of the Guardians now, formerly the tallest, Baby Groot, Vin Diesel, once again, voicing the role. Uh, Do you expect anything else out of him besides just being? An overload of cuteness.
1: Uh, j- other than yeah, no, like, that's what he's there for. I yeah. think this time around, he was believe it or not, he was cute in the first one too, mm-hmm. and now he's built for it this time around. So, um, him, him and Rocket are gonna be epic. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, as long as he gets, I mean, his moment where he's running down the like, the hallway basically and yelling at that little at that other Ravager. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as he gets a couple moments like that where he's not just ba- like basically just unaware of what's happening around him, where he's like waving at Gamora during the middle of a battle. And you're, she's like, hi, I see you like a little busy here. (laughs) Uh, then I think it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, I'm sure he'll be a standout on a BB eight level, but Mm -hmm. even more so probably. Yeah. Um, but his other counterpart, rocket raccoon voiced by Bradley Cooper. Um, also shout out to Sean Gunn for doing the mocap for this. Uh, I th- I think Rockets arc in the first movie isn't I mean it, it is huge in the sense where he was just all about the money to then at the end of the movie he's not as much about the money but still about the money. Yeah. Um but I want him to know more about his backstory. We see like his scars on his back um from all the operations and everything. I want to know more about that life um and just how he got to where he is today, but also no, it's it's the opposite dynamic where now he is the big brother to Groot, and I want to see how that plays out.
1: Yeah, he's got to be the uh, he's got to be the parent, the adult in this the one, yeah. you know, in this situation this time around. That's why that first scene plays so well is because he's a, he's literally a guy with no patience whatsoever, <laughs> and he's trying to coach Groot through it, and mm-hmm. it's it just. Uh, hilarious. And yeah, we don't know a whole lot about how he ended up that way other than he complains about it once or twice Mm -hmm. um, about, you know, having every part of him picked and poked, uh, you know, in the first one. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, how a raccoon got into outer space because that's something from earth. Right. uh,
0: Well, even though, yeah, I mean like, well, or could be right. Yeah. Cause like Peter calls him a raccoon in the first week. He's like, what's that? Oh, that's right. He's like, or it's you. He's like, Hey, no thing like me Set me (laughs) Okay Still my favorite lines From Rocket Um, Um, But
1: yeah Awesome
0: Yeah So we also have Joining the Guardians This time around Not opposing them uh, For at least the majority Of the movie Will be Yondu Once again played by Michael Rooker He's got a tall fin This time around Not just a little Like almost buzz cut fade That he had in the first movie Uh, I'm expecting him to uh, Be a pretty big factor Especially if Ego does turn out to be bad Then I mean He's gonna I feel like he'll be right there by Peter's side the entire movie the rest of the way and uh i mean i'm I'm just looking forward to seeing Yandu be a good guy and mm-hmm. uh just do a lot of really
1: cool things yeah and uh, you got me stoked for him too when you're talking about your expectations of the plot because is there a possibility him rocket and baby Groot or you know, got 20 or 20 minutes or so together, kicking mm-hmm. butt. Oh, sure. Because that would be epic, especially because those are two people who, you know, they don't take things slow at all. No. so well, that's why
0: like, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I know from the trailers that they're all locked up by the ravagers and then baby Groot is the one that like, and they're like kind of enslaved to them almost. Yeah. Um, baby Groot's really sad. And then, like Rock convinces him, like go find this, go find Yandu's fin, so we can get mm-hmm. out of here. And he keeps bringing them back, like all these wrong <laughs> things. Like he brings it back, like an animal at one point. They're like, no, like, yeah. it's something completely different. So I mean, yeah, I think their their dynamic, I think, is going to be a really big part of like the the first act, or maybe first yeah. act and a half, or something. But mm-hmm. I think once they're back in the group, it'll be yeah. less. Rocket Groot and Yondu, more Rocket and Groot, and then Yondu and Star Lord, but sure. I still love like, the moment from the trailer where uh, Yondu's like, what do he say? And he's like, so welcome to the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Except didn't say freaking. Uh, I really hope that is in the movie, and not just like one of the jokes that is in the marketing and then right. cut out, because yeah. it's hilarious. But
1: Michael Rooker is great, and um, I'm glad he's back.
0: Yeah. And the other member that was formerly a nemesis joining the guardians this time around will be nebula played by karen gillen we talked about her on our review of the circle uh, on this last week's episode of the podcast and now that she's back being a blue skinned alien uh with a lot of robotic enhancements what do you expect
1: yeah uh i expect karen Gillan to kill it again um she ha- didn't have a lot of screen time last time around um or at least time on screen where she could be a dynamic character.
0: Right. Do something. Yeah. Yes. So I just kind of, she just like stood there a lot of the time.
1: Exactly. And now she's been in the wilderness for two and a half months or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. And she's going to, you know, come back after losing their master. Or, and her arm. Yeah. So her her chemistry with uh, Zoe Saldana, I'm sure it's probably going to be brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I'm really anxious to see if uh, that, how that all plays out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I expect her to be a very important part of the story uh, with Zoe Saldana, at least not necessarily maybe like the main story, but the sub story between there. I want to know more about their backstory and history. I mean, they're the daughters of Thanos who's going to be a big player, obviously in Avengers infinity war, maybe Avengers uh, four as well. I want to know more about that guy. And if you can't, if you're not going to feature him, you can still tell us a lot about him by telling us basically like horror stories of these like, events that both of these girls went through as children like yeah. oh you thought you thought that was bad oh this one time he did this to me mm-hmm. oh you thought that was bad he did yeah. he made me do this thing and you're like holy crap this guy is
1: messed up yeah why is he the mad titan
0: yeah like i want to know that i think we're going to get more of that i want to i want to see them at each other's throats again but then eventually even if they're not like oh we love each other right they realize we're on the same side and we're gonna make it work,
1: yeah. At least extend the hand out and help pick him up after a fall,
0: yeah. Uh, but the uh, one of the new members of the movie, but also of the Guardians team, is Mantis, paid by uh, Palm Clementief. Uh She is a new character to the MCU, but an old character in the comics. She can, like, she can feel emotion. Uh, she also has. And I don't know how they're going to do it in this movie, but she has the power to manipulate like plant life and everything as well. If they'll do that, I don't know. But uh, what do you expect to see from Mantis?
1: Well, don't I don't know how she were, plays in any of this. Mm-hmm. Seems like she's coming out of left field. But also, Ego is a living planet, right? Mm-hmm. And she has the power to mess with plants, control mm-hmm. plants. This almost makes me sound like she could be the gardener to Ego or something like that. I I, I don't know. But the one scene, her one, you know, shot in the trailer that she's got uh, is hilarious. But I'm really curious to see how her powers, like you said, play out, you know, in combat. Does she see combat typically? Mm -hmm. I mean, she's also
0: like a very good, like, martial artist. Oh, sweet. Uh, Hopefully, I mean, they haven't shown any action of her. So. If she does get a chance to throw down, that's definitely going to be new stuff for the theater.
1: Potential scene stealers?
0: I mean, I hope so. I mean, she's she's going to be back for Infinity War uh, as well as basically all this cast. So if we don't see it now, we'll see it then or in Guardians 3 or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how she's going to plan I to. Th- I feel like she's almost not a slave for Ego, but definitely somebody who like works for him almost against her will. Without pay, for <laughs> uh, sure. So... I think once the guardian, once they find the guardians and she realizes that they are just good people and maybe again, if she knows that ego is not a good person, mm-hmm. then she'll try to be more with the guardians. Oh, yeah. And then that way she can break away from him once that turn happens or something. Drop you know? those hints. That... Or she can be like the one that warns them, like, yeah, guys, uh, ego was just on the phone with the ravagers and they were texting each other or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now <laughs> they're on their way. So we need to get out of here. Sure. Um, Cause I feel like she's going to have like that, that heart of gold and th- she, she's apparently supposed to have a really close relationship with Drax, but not like a romantic one. Just one that he's a very literal person and she has not had much interaction with anybody else outside of ego in her entire life. Yeah. So it, i like that dynamic that Drax was the former outsider. Now he's going to like coach the new outsider Yeah, <laughs> <to be.
1: laughs> with his, with his skew logic. Yeah. You know how you learn something halfway and then you have to try to teach somebody else, mm-hmm. so it, like it's like a game of telephone where it just yeah. gets more screwed up. Yeah,
0: I hope his like first like lesson is finger at throat <laughs> means <laughs> <Yeah>. death, because <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But uh, the big guy that's joining the sequel, Kurt Russell, he is going to be Ego, the Living Planet. Hmm. We've hmm. only seen his human form in the trailers and everything. Uh, they haven't. I don't I mean they haven't even technically confirmed. I think that he is going to have his planet form we're going to see kurt russell's face on a planet but that has to happen and i I mean it's oh, yeah. james gunn it's gonna happen uh, i can't wait to see that and uh i mean if he if the plot plays out like we are thinking then he's going to be a major 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 factor and hopefully i mean he'll be around them. they've confirmed that he's going to be a big part of the mc moving forward so this is obviously not the end of his road, which I'm happy about because I mean he's not going to die. I mean, yeah. How do you kill a planet to begin with, anyways? But
1: a Death Star, Star Killer Base. Sure.
0: I mean that's a big crossover to sneak in the Guardians too. in here,
1: okay? <laughs> so
0: yeah, I mean I think he's going to be a really big part of the story, and I expect Kurt Russell to deliver on all the emotion and hopefully villainy as well.
1: Yeah, I, I, my what's the, the image sticking in my head is Kurt Russell's face transplanted onto a planet mm-hmm. and that planet like hurtling towards like you know a group of ravagers and so then his face just like yeah. <laughs> yeah or you know something like that where it's just like it's almost comically ridiculous that somebody's face is on a planet mm-hmm. like flying you know almost not in slow motion but just like you know charging right into people or things or ships so I, just, I find that hilarious but yeah um, I want to know I, I like I said I want to know what the deal is with ego and uh, Star Lord's parentage and how that all plays out, but it's Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. and he is definitely a very charming person. Like uh, he made—I think he made the Hateful Eight work. Without him, you know, running the first yeah. two and a half acts, it's a dull movie. Mm-hmm. But him and Sam Jackson just play off each other so so well. Uh, and now he gets to work with Chris Pratt, someone else that's just as great. Yep. So. The, the chances for comedy and you know the, his name's Ego like mm-hmm. what better of a role for Kurt yeah. Russell to have the guy who was almost Han Solo so yeah I'm looking can't wait to see him and looking forward to it
0: yeah now according to the trailers the big bad of the movie is Aisha played by Elizabeth Debicki she's the old gold looking figure uh the leader of the sovereign race uh, in the comics she's basically the female version of Adam Warlock which we talked about a lot last week um I think her, I mean, I don't know if she's not the big bad movie. I don't know how big of a role she's going to have or if she'll be even that big of a role in the long run. But even if she's not, if she is laying the seeds for Adam Warlock, then that's a pretty, I'll be happy with that role.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Elizabeth Debicki, you only know her from one movie, but she acted the heck out of it in The Great Gatsby. So, oh yeah,
0: she's also she's in the Man from U.N.C.L.E. She was the villain in that, and she's really good uh, as that role. Okay, and she's also in uh, the Night Manager with Tom Hiddleston and um, uh, the guy
1: from House. Oh yeah, and he's also Tom James from Veep, but I can't think of his name. Hugh Grant. No. Yeah, no Hugh something. Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. There yeah. we go.
0: Figured it out. Nailed That's it. Great
1: detective work. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know who Adam Warlock is, and I don't know who uh, Ayisha Is Uh but they sound awesome. Yeah. And if one's here, that means the other isn't, you know, too far away. Too far away. Hopefully. So, but hopefully Elizabeth Debicki has a memorable character. Yes. Because the the whole outfit design looks epic too. Like somebody all in gold and rocket seems to be uh smart mouthing in front of them. So that banter back and forth could be really cool.
0: Yeah. I hope she's not just like, straight-faced regal the whole time and yeah. like there's some layers to her mm-hmm. and not just like I am perfect female right. you will obey me yeah, <laughs> and almost like robotic so uh, we'll have to wait and see if that's the case or not uh, the other possible antagonist it looks like is going to be Taser Face. that's right that is actually his character's name Taserface uh, played by Chris Sullivan <laughs> uh, he was in uh, what is it The Nick? And I think he's also in This Is Us, the big NBC breakout series of this last uh, last last fall and spring and everything. Um, Nothing is really known about his role outside of he's basically a leader of a different faction of the Ravagers, which is why I think Yandu's overthrown. And I you mean, know, there's like shots from the trailer, like standing, like screaming, like "Yes, we captured them!" And you can see like Yandu and Rocket hmm, strapped on the ground, basically. Um, i I'm interested to see what he brings to the movie, even though I'm not necessarily expecting him to have like the biggest most important role,
1: yeah i I just Taterface sounds hilarious, yeah. like <laughs> I mean um him and Yandus like seem like they would have a back and forth, so and like you think you said mentioned a while ago, like or you know just now he's a new faction, which could mm-hmm. explain the whole new get ups that they're wearing, yeah. so um. Yeah, hopefully he turns out to be a an antagonist like Yandu felt in the in first, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, someone memorable, someone who uh sticks with you and has at least one or two scenes where you just can't help but laugh at you know what they're doing or what they're about to do or uh what their uh, what their goals are.
0: I think it'll be a little more villainous than Yandu. Okay. Uh but I don't think by much. Uh, last character I wanted to mention real quick we talked about a couple weeks ago Sylvester Stallone is in the movie mm-hmm. uh, we won't say who he is because we talked about that before and it's a possible spoiler because it's not necessarily been like heavily revealed in the marketing that hey this is who Sylvester Stallone's playing but uh, we do know his character I'm excited that who he is playing and uh, we know he's going to be around for a long time hopefully so I'm just interested to see my first look at him and make sure I'm as excited as I should be. That so Stallone is going to have a big role in the MCU.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a, I have an attachment to places and characters that remind me of classic Nintendo games. So I'm very excited for Celeste Salone. Stallone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know anything else about the guy. Yeah. Other than he's a great actor. So
0: yeah. let's go. There we go. Uh, so those are the big characters of the movie. Uh, The one thing we always love to do on our preview episodes is speculate on who's going to die because movies typically have deaths in them, Mm -hmm. Uh, whether it's a Disney Pixar movie, which always, you know, kill the kill the mother or whatever it is going to be.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Somebody typically dies in a movie to kick off some sort of the plot or end the plot. Uh, This is this is a superhero movie where the villains don't necessarily always stick around the longest. So. Do you think anybody's gonna die? If so, who could it be?
1: I I've got two people okay. that I think can bite the dust. One, it's Taserface. Mm-hmm. I think Baby group you know, could just wreak havoc on the guy. That'd be awesome. But the one that I think is more consequential, perhaps, is. hope oh, Well, no, we've learned that he's she's coming back, Nebula. Mm-hmm. Right? Never mind. So throw that one out. Yeah. So I just see Taserface biting the dust.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty much in line with you there. Um, before, I mean, a couple months ago, I would have said, I think Yandu's a goner because I think it'd be really dope if start of the third act is Ego turning on them and in doing so killing Yandu uh, and basically just shattering Peter Quill's world of my real father killed the guy that's actually been my father for my entire life. Basically, uh, I thought that'd be really cool, um, but he is back for Infinity War as well, so that's clearly not happening unless it's a flashback or something. But
1: uh, do we have Glenn Close back in this movie? Yeah. She's making an appearance.
0: I uh, yes, I, I think it's I think it's a brief one though. It's okay. not. I don't think it's as big of a role. I'm going to hedge my bets on her. Before then. I'm
1: going to go all on black that she shows up to get blown away somehow, which would be ridiculous, but. I gotta, like, I, I gotta have somebody other than Taserface,
0: right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's either Taserface or it's Aisha. Um, just cause I mean, if you, if you are going to introduce Adam Warlock in the next movie, like why do you need the evil female version of him? Right. You know, like where, where's, where, where is she? Gonna, she's not going to come back. I don't think, um, I mean, unless her arc plays out completely differently than I anticipated. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's them. um, since we know all the Guardians are coming back, we know you know you're not killing ego. You know Sylvester Stallone's making it out. Yeah, it's gonna be Ravagers and it's gonna be Sovereign people. And uh, unless they introduce some other secret characters like maybe Michael Rosenbaum or something like, uh, or some other secret cameos, maybe they could bite the dust. But at that point, it's almost insignificant. Yeah. So So uh, it's not as big a deal. So um. The other thing we know about this movie is Marvel loves post-credit scenes. They typically have a mid-post-credit scene plus a post-credit scene as well. And uh, this time, it has five credit scenes. I'm not sure when those happen in the sequence of the credits. If it's one to start and then credits and then four at the end or if it's one, two minutes credits, one, two minutes credits, or whatever... But we know there are five scenes in the credits. Uh, What do you think those are going to be? Well, Or what do you anticipate that we're going to get out of them?
1: Well, part of James Gunn is is, he's a comic at times. Mm -hmm. So I I would say three of those are just to mess with your stuff like mm-hmm. aftermath. Oh, we just saved the galaxy again, you know. Yeah. Um, so here's 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 Thrax. showing Drax. Drax thank you. <laughs> showing Mantis, you know, the the guard the guardian ship or mm-hmm. you know telling her something that he learned a, a movie ago or whatever the case is. Um, baby Groot more dancing or you know this yeah. like little little uh, micro interactions mm-hmm. that kind of sum up Jokes that may have uh, been throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And then those other two will be the, oh, this just happened. And then the, oh, this is going to happen yeah. type deal. Does that sound what you think? Do yeah, you I
0: mean, I think it's going to be three or four funny ones. One that will definitely have a huge implication, probably tease out a warlock or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it'll just be like, you know, we need to find him next. <clears throat> it's like, who's him? Yeah. Hi- no, like, who's him? him who who is that (laughs) no it's him like his name is him yeah oh him and that just like ends you're like people who don't know that adam warlock also goes by him they're like okay that's a funny weird way to end the movie but people who know that adam warlock goes by him are like holy crap they're actually doing it which they already (laughs) spoiled i guess for sure um other than that if it's if there's two like serious ones or like that hint towards future things maybe one with Sylvester Stallone's character um, but I mean other than that because since it takes place two months after the first movie you can't really tease their setup for Infinity War because it's that's four years away in their timeline so you can't really like, give them that hint of you know, you guys should probably go to Earth soon. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> it's like, oh, we'll get to it in four years. <laughs> that's, right. that's a lot of time Dude. to put off sure. stuff. So.
1: Um, what about Howard the Duck? Do you think he's coming back?
0: I could I could definitely. I think so, too. See.
1: Do you think he'll cameo in the movie? Mm, I think it would be a bold choice to put him in the movie. But I think him showing up at some kind of moment for 10, 15 seconds, the... Oh, to interact with somebody. Maybe he's in the cages with Rocket and everybody. That sounds like something, perhaps. Maybe. I don't know, but I think he's coming back just because Gun's Gunn yeah. seems so to love that guy. So. I mean,
0: that'd be, that'd be, I would love to see more Howard the Duck. Yeah, absolutely. Be, That'd be hilarious. Uh, last couple of things before we get out of here. The box office. What do you expect it to make opening weekend domestically?
1: Ooh, I'm going to go ahead and shoot for $200 million whoa I think it's got the momentum the first one rocked rocked everybody right 94 million in August yeah so think about it this way Chris Pratt's never been a bigger star Mm -hmm. Um, and um, that's about it you're riding the baby
0: group train that's for sure I'm riding
1: the baby group train and the Chris Pratt is the hunk to get people in the seats (laughs) that's what I got
0: I mean I would definitely not be upset if it made 200 million I don't think anybody would uh, I think more realistically, it'll probably come out like one. I'll say my official projection is, or prediction, I guess, not projection, because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have those stats or anything gotcha. or information. But uh, I'll say one seventy-three
1: okay well that's like right in the ballpark of me here man 27 million is still a lot that's yeah, that's like, that's more, than like <laughs> I'm, I'm that's more than like i'm estimating
0: that's like probably six times as much as the circle's gonna make in it's opening week yeah that's for sure <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's like the entire budget of this, you know that's gonna be its my margin of error is the entire budget of the circle there we yeah go.
0: <laughs> there you go so Which, if
1: you haven't checked out that review uh yeah do we'll so take a look
0: um, but maybe not see the movie uh, the right. tune in I guess to see whether or not we'd recommend it uh, but outside the box office going in we have our five ticket stub rating you get, you'd give the first one a five I would give the first one a four and a half um, I would love if Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is another four and a half or a five ticket stub movie I will still be satisfied if it's a four if it's uh, three, or three and a half. I'll be disappointed. Okay. Um, but you know, if it's like a three and a half, borderline four, then I won't be as. But if it's like, well, this is like not. This is like one of the worser or one of the. Is that a word? worse? Yeah. Uh,
1: more worse. One of
0: the worst. worst. One of the worst. Yes. MCU movies. Uh, I'll be very disappointed to go from one of my like, top five favorites to. My bottom five favorites.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I, I think for me, at least ticket stub wise, I'm going to be looking for things that are wrong with this movie mm-hmm. coming out of it. So that's why I'm going to go ahead and say I'm guessing a cautious four ticket stubs. Uh, I want to be wrong. And mm-hmm. I think I will be with that projection because I, I love I, I love music. And anytime someone puts yeah. music to a movie, you know, in in a meta way, uh i'm all about that mm-hmm.
0: so have you already bought volume two mixtape
1: i i have say i've i compiled the, the set list and i have it saved on spotify but i have gotcha. not played it yet okay i want that to be known because you took a dig at me earlier i, I, I just
0: know <laughs> that you know the songs that are on there i know
1: the songs that are on there but i I mean um, i
0: know a couple of songs i know fox on the run and i know um the other song that's been on the trailer but yeah uh, I don't know anything else apparently sure. I do know that Ain't No Mountain High Enough is not on the set list which is a which is a huge continuity yes. error because I don't know what you're thinking James Gunn but he at the end of the first movie he pops in Awesome Mix Volume 2 mm-hmm. and what is the first song Ain't No Mountain High Enough it should be on there yep uh, but but then it's also it's also featured in the if you buy awesome mix volume one right ain't amount mountain high enough yep. is on there so it's like which one is it I, I don't know that's exactly. a huge continuity flaw and it'll probably hurt the MCU in 10 years <laughs> probably uh, or agree. probably not and we're making a big deal about this as a joke um, yeah that's it that's our preview of Guardians of the Galaxy volume 2 uh, Josh any final words
1: I have none thanks for stopping by everyone
0: so yeah thanks again for tuning in to the offensive phone podcast if you liked this preview head over to iTunes give us a Review with comments, then share this episode online, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, whatever it is. Uh, let other people know that we previewed the episode and hopefully you guys liked our thoughts. And if you don't, let us know why you don't. That'd be great to hear. You can uh, uh, Josh is on Twitter at just Joshua Ryan, I believe. That, yes, right? that's right yes, on perfect. And I am on Twitter at Coops underscore hoops, so you can tweet us your thoughts there or just tweet back the regular the main friends and film account at friends and film. Um, but until you know, next week, we'll be back with our review of Guns of Galaxy Volume 2. That is it. So go see Volume 2 in theaters this weekend and tune in next week for our review.